The following content is from Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a gospel-driven high-adventure camp in western North Carolina. Go to swoutfitters.com to learn more about our camps and conferences. Enjoy the message. Hi, I'm Amy, and welcome to the first breakout of the afternoon. I have to confess to you ladies that if you have been here for a couple of years or you know me personally that you know that I don't really do things by the book which is why we have this breakout I'm getting to share about I'm so excited I'm so happy everybody is turning out you know it's like a little more intimidating to come to a smaller room after being in that big building but it's still so many people here you don't think about that but it's awesome so, first of all, I think on the little guide here, it says that this is, uh, what's the name of my breakout? How to C- Cultivate Creativity and Adventure in the Home, right? Okay. Yes, so I will tell you just a little bit about myself before we jump into this topic. I've been at Snowbird now for um, like over 20 years, so really long long time (laughs) and so I've been a part of this ministry in uh, so many creative and adventurous ways and so that being around Brody and Little with our parent Spence and I met here and my husband works on staff I'm kind of going in circles but my husband works on staff he is the risk management czar that's what we call him but he's the one who's in charge of all the cohorts and making sure we follow the rules and and all of the right brain or left brain kind of things and so I joke that I am the risk that he manages outside of Snowbird (laughs) and so that is sort of like our um, agreement I guess in a way so Spencer does a lot of the teaching here and we've we've been here together married for 15 years and then we've served here at Snowbird since you know 2001 was my first summer his first summer so we've been here for a really long time and we've got three kids um, Alani Knox and Jed and I just kind of like text blasted Adam just a bunch of random pictures of my kids and I so whatever he puts up there okay so that was us up on um, Wesser tower up years a couple years ago when my one daughter had dreadlocks and so this is Alani on the far right your left and then Knox in the middle and then Jed that was us at a miniature donkey farm in Canton yes awe is the best way to describe that whole experience it's so cute Um, and that's Spencer you might recognize him with Alani and so that's a little bit of me. I homeschool all three of our kids and play a lot of music, make a lot of artsy things. Um, I'm kind of like the artistic grandma at Snowbird at this point where I get to kind of give ideas and then other people get to like bounce ideas back and forth off of them. And so it's, it's really fun. I love getting to be a part of Snowbird. Uh, it is definitely what God has called us to, as a family to be a part of, and, and we get to share this with you. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in. So our topic today is going to be how to cultivate creativity and adventure in the home to promote intentional gospel conversations with our kids. Okay, so we all know that we live in a very... Um, 
super soldier saturated culture, okay, where you want your kids to be so well-rounded. You want them to have the best education, the best extracurricular activities, you know, all of those things. And um, so this is not the same thing. This is not, oh, you need to make sure you get your kids to all the sports events and theater opportunities that you can. that is sort of um, not what this topic is about. Actually, today, both of my kids are at a basketball tournament. So we like extracurricular <laughs> activities. So that's not what I'm saying. But I, I do want us to take a, just take a second and think about our goal for being mamas and grandmamas and aunts and is that we want our kids to know Jesus. Okay. So that is the purpose of the creativity and the adventure and the home is to point everything back to God, Jesus, salvation, all of the conversations. And so that's what I'm going to share with you about today. So I want to start by reading out of Deuteronomy 6, chapter 5. I'm just going to read through it and then you've got the notes there. I'm going to go through this um, and I know that you're going to keep up because... You've got everything there in front of you. Well, I'm going to go quick so that we can have time for some questions and answers at the end, okay? So I'm going to just start. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down. And when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on the gates. So first of all, I just want to point out that this whole passage starts with the focus on you, okay? And that is um, you, your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, everything um, as a mom, has to be first centered on Christ, which most of you have that perspective or you wouldn't be here this weekend. You know, Sarah just finished speaking so beautifully just about the fruits of the Spirit and our mind and our hearts being set and fixed on Christ. And even with little on the soil that she was sharing about this morning, like all of that points to personally our relationship with Jesus, right? So because if it's not in our hearts, on our minds, it's not going to come out of our mouths, okay? But I just want to pause here for one second because I know that you might be thinking somebody else could do this better than me, right? Especially new mamas or um, new believers or maybe you and your husband have just decided we are really going to serve the Lord and you don't know where to start with your kids. And this can be super intimidating, but like I said, this is not, like, I don't play basketball, but I prayed for my daughter to have a really awesome coach who loves the Lord, and so Sarah takes care of the basketball stuff in my daughter's life, okay? I don't have to worry about that because she's going to learn a skill I can not teach her, okay? And um, that's the same thing as even like with math, you know, um, it really does take a pandemic to help us realize how thankful we are for a calculator, am I right? And well, I don't have to know how to do that, I just know how this is the answer, 
Let's go rewatch the video and see what that guy tells us to do about this problem, you know? So it's not my sole responsibility. That's not my full responsibility to teach my kids to have better skill sets, better um, education. Like, I think it's easy that, to pass some of that off to, to teachers and to um, coaches, things that you don't, you don't know how to do, um, which is great because we live in a country where we can do that. However, when it comes to, like, our hearts of our children, that is our sole responsibility. And a lot of us um, can get really overwhelmed with the responsibilities we have through the week that we leave it at the Sunday school class or we leave it at the youth group or we leave it at their Christian school, you know, as, well, that's the quote Christian category, check that off, you know, and we forget or don't take time or are too intimidated to engage our children with conversations and normalize talking about Jesus in your home. I grew up in a home that was focused on Jesus. My dad was a pastor. My mom played the piano. We were there every time the doors were open. My dad had, was a youth group guy, pastor guy, everything. But we didn't do Bible study at night before we went to bed. We did not talk really about Jesus other than scheduling things for the events that we were, well, my parents were in charge of. And... So I kind of got the byproduct of being in a Christian home, of culturally acceptable Christian values kind of on me. But as far as understanding and talking out and grasping hold of those things, I didn't have that experience as a child. So it can get so intimidating. I know that. But one thing I just wanted to start with with a word of encouragement is if you think about Mary and Joseph, right? And you can read through Luke chapter two, like verse 41, I wrote it down there. You can read through it later on, on your um, maybe next week or something. But it's the, it's the story of when Jesus and when Mary and Joseph take Jesus to Jerusalem for the Passover and Jesus gets left there. Obviously that's not, it's whatever, Jesus gets left there, and they panic, and then they have to come back, and he's gone for like three days, right? Well, Jesus is 12 at that time, and so Mary and Joseph have had many other children by that point, and and so it's not, and so they're sort of like professional parents at this time, you know, it's like when you have your first kid, you're just panicky, but when you start having more kids, it's like, okay, well, he's probably back there with uncle so-and-so, who knows, you know, you don't worry about it, but then they panic because he's just gone, and you think about, okay, well, Mary and Joseph kind of sort of lost Jesus, that should kind of help us get a little bit of like, okay, thankfully Jesus knew where he was and all, and just so many beautiful things come out of the story, but they were responsible for instilling these values from Deuteronomy into all the other children as well as Christ, you know? And so it's not like Mary and Joseph only had Jesus who was both God and man. They had all the children that they had too teach and minister to and and speak the words that the um that passed down you know oratory telling of 
their cultural history, you know, what am I, my brain's going crazy. So um, Mary and Joseph had a huge responsibility, and, and even in that, um, it, it goes on and it says, Jesus went down, back down with them to Nazareth and was submissive to them, and his mother treasured up all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And so Jesus um, went back with Mary and Joseph until the Lord revealed his time that he would then start his ministry, right? And what is Jesus learning? He's learning operations of a home. He's learning um, carpentry skills, right? I mean, he's learning daily things from his family. And that, to me, is just so encouraging as a mom, is that Jesus is always with us, and our goal is to teach our children who Jesus is as we go along. And so so that t- takes me to verse 7. So back in I flipped over back in Deuteronomy where it says um, you shall teach them diligently to your children so diligently you know that gives us the idea of just constant it gives us the idea of a formal and informal meeting um, teaching so you're going to talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and you can see there I've just said um, we're really good and we can check off our good mom box when we bring our kids to youth group events or to um, Sunday school or kids' church. We're like, good. But a lot of times, to be honest, I know for myself, if I'm like doing music and I've got to gather this and all that, then I'm like, signing my kids on. See ya. Thankfully, I know that in our church, the people who are going to be down there um, are all really engaging with my kids and praying and really trying to teach them the word but a lot of times I don't stop and think oh man I really hope my kids are connecting with the words that are going to be shared in there it's more of like to honestly you when you move from nursery to the preschool to you know you just keep kind of get into that babysitter mode you know so I can go to church and hear when I need to hear from the Lord but that just might be a good motivation for us to just be praying for our kids for their workers that when we drop them off that we're just not having the babysitter mentality of just survive we'll be back to get you after we hear from the Lord you know but just that they're having a thriving time in there because that's given you all the base of a good conversation to have on the drive home what did you learn about and I will tell you this, my middle daughter Knox, she's so special, and I laugh about this because we, seriously, Spencer is a middle kid, I'm a middle kid, she's 100% middle kid, and I'll ask her a question, and if there's no way whatever comes out of her mouth is true, and so I know, I just call him up, can you explain to me again what it is Knox is trying to tell me, because it seems to me that she thinks Moses had the living bread. I got you. I got you. Okay, okay. And then you go back and you can explain it. Are you trying to say this, this, and this? And, and have those conversations and not just leave it out there. Um, so taking the time to kind of review what it is that they have just heard. And then um, the next, so that's like a formal sitting time. And then you might think about another sitting at time might be like when you're just chilling around 
the house, if you've been out to the lake and you're in the boat and just talking, if you are, you know, crafting or playing video games with your kids, that you're not just glossing over this time that you're spending with them, but you're in some way trying to engage them with conversations. And then another time, it, when we walk, by the way, so driving from practice to practice, they are buckled in. They can't escape. Just turn the radio off. They, they got to hear what you got to say, you know, or at least they're, uh, we're all extroverts in my house. And so anybody gets in the car and it's, so we really have to kind of be like, okay, let's take turns. Who's going to go first? All right. And then, and then, and then go. And so driving is such a great sport great time to be able to talk with your kids and, and, and engage with them in gospel conversations. The grocery store, weirdly enough, when you, my kids were little, we went to the grocery store. We learned all of the colors that God made, and God made this fruit to be good, and we just pulled in conversations and comments to point them to the Lord in those little events because that's mind-blowing to them, you know, that they can see a tangible something that God has made. It, it just is part of a piece of the foundation that you're laying with your kids about the Lord. And then he, he kind of bookends it there with when you lie down and when you rise. You know, just always and in everything, trying to point our kids to the Lord in every way. So another interesting thing I thought was verse 8 and 9 is that this is so important that he's saying, make reminders this is not a sticky note kind of reminder. This is pre-sticky notes that can just be stuck there, wadded up and thrown. This is like carve this <laughs> into the wood of your home. Like take the time to make reminders that um, how to teach your kids our heritage, our history, the faithfulness of the Lord, the story of God. And with for us, I think a good takeaway is that is is to make our homes, um, give our homes opportunity, fill our homes with things that are going to remind us and point us to the Lord. It doesn't have to be. I mean, sometimes I don't have to be honest. I love hand lettering. I'm a hand lettering girl. But if I go into someone's home and I'm just reading every single thing that's in the wall, I'm like, what? I can't. There's just too much, too much. Like that Geico commercial. <laughs> Do you really need a sign that says, you know, you've probably seen that. What is the sign? It's like live, laugh, love or something. Do you really need a sign to tell you to live, to laugh, to love? And those things are so cute. But if we can fill our homes with like doctrinal, solid, truthful, beautiful things to remind us, communicate this to your kid, you know, or funny things, you know, that are pointing us back to God's humor, God's beauty. You know, um, Sarah even talked about this morning, Jesus had to be the most joyful person to be around, you know, I've never thought about that before, and I thought, I thought he was really fun, you know, so that is just a takeaway from this passage, um, I made myself a big version of that for me, okay, um, so God created you with the mindful purpose and joyful responsibility to tell your kids about him. And so that's what we're going to kind of finish the next few minutes out with. So we need to model that for our kids. And one thing that, that can really kind of seem intimidating is that there's no pattern. There's no book. There's no, 
specific guide that's going to meet the needs of your family and your home and your exact situation, right? But we have to start fighting for our kids because the enemy is stealing this generation away. And our kids are looking down on their phones, on their whatever, on Google, instead of looking up to the Lord. And they're looking inward. What do I need? What's going to make me happy? How can I have my whatever? Instead of looking out, what has God created? What, how, who can I serve? Where can I take the gospel, you know? But everything is me-focused, and we have to begin to model it. And I know for myself that it is intimidating because it wasn't modeled. But I'm also kind of like a risk taker, so I'm kind of like, bring it on, you know? It's Jesus. He's going to fix these kids. I mean, how hard is he? How bad can I mess them up just by telling them that he loves them, right? And so trying to remind myself that we are to lay the foundations and to give them just an... Um, a taste of what it can look like to have God's voice heard in our home all the time so that they can take it into their home when they grow up. And that's such a big responsibility, but it's also fun because um, you don't have to have a Bible study with pages that you have to turn, fill in the blanks for your kids to learn about characteristics of God which is refreshing for me when I'm homeschooling my kids all day. I do not want to then get out the Bible in that manner, you know, and go through it like that. And so I'm just going to give you some easy ways to get started, and then I'm going to take some questions and answer and have some time for discussion. But number one, um, we want to create shared experiences for our kids. So when... I take Knox to basketball. I'm just going to use this as an example, apparently, this whole conversation. Um, I sit and I watch her do that, right? But I'm not doing that with her because I don't know how to do that. And, of course, I'm like, go, you're the best. No one else can be like you. Go athlete, you know, the whole thing. But I can't engage with that in a way that's going to help our relationship and and us be, like, together on something. So we've got to be able to keep simple, small, easy tasks together and shared experiences together that we know we have in common and we can giggle about later or whatever. And so um, some shared experiences, I've got a list there, we'll go through them in a minute. But then the other, the next thing is to open your mouth and actually speak. So this was something really interesting I learned as a new mom. Do we have anyone here in here who's like a new mom? Not a lot of new mamas? Okay, new, newish. Oh, okay. So one of the big things that I took away from being a new mom when I brought the baby home, Alani, and I was like, I don't even know what to do. I never babysat. I never did anything. This is, I was like 27. You know, it's like a shock. But this really wise woman, um, really awesome godly lady said, just start talking to your kid. Oh, look, I'm moving my cup. I'm moving it over here. And I'm going to get in the practice and the habit of just talking in your home so that you're in the habit of talking to this human being. Because a lot of us, I know for me, if I'm by myself, I do not talk. I just sit, take in the quiet. But that has really helped me a lot is to be able to speak because my kids need to um, hear my words 
that are coming out of my mouth and to hear the Lord's words come out of my mouth, to hear encouraging things come out of my mouth with my voice because I'm the mama, right? And it's awesome for them to hear cool things from their best friends or get that text storm of just like the emoji war or whatever, but I need to be in that too. That's where I need to have those shared experiences because at some point I can say, I'm so thankful for you, you know, and be able to spin that to be able to say, man, God has really made you a funny person. I really enjoy hanging out with you and be able to, why am I crying? (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) Um, But just be able to like, be aware of those moments when you're talking with your kid to like offer up those encouragements to them that somebody's going to give them. So we need to be the ones doing that, but with our hearts full of the Lord. So it's not just to get them to do the next thing, but it's that you're valued, you're loved, God loves you. Oh man, you're so unique. I wish I had a friend like you like this when I was little, you know, and just really beef them up. And and one of the things that my kids kind of joke about with me is, I always say stuff like, I want you to be better than me, you know, because I'll like leave my cup and they'll be like, oh mommy, you forgot to bring your cup to the kitchen. I'll be like, girl, you know I want you to be better than me. Get that cup in there. Take it on, you know. And so (laughs) just being able to like have those fun connections with my kids because when it comes to a genuine question about the Lord, you know, mama, I really am doubting that God is real, you know. Then we've got all of this trust that are built into our conversations that are able to be like, okay, let's talk about it. Instead of, oh no, we don't believe that we doubt. That's not what we believe in this house, ma'am. You're going to need to get that straight, you know. I have a friend that used to do that when she was younger. Her mom would do that. Oh, we don't believe that. (laughs) What what does that mean? Well, we don't believe that at all. And so we're trying to like help teach our children what God's word says and help gird them up to believe what God says about himself. So we want to be able to speak our words, and then we definitely want to pray. Pray that God gives us unique opportunities and experiences to be creative with our kids, bring those conversations in, and to open our eyes to see when that moment is, you know? Like with the Knox thing of, you know what, me too, but God's given you to me. I'm the mama. And God just gave that to me in the moment. And I know that God can has given a lot of us those really sweet experiences where you're like, I didn't know what to say, but I said this. And your friend's like, girl, that was great. And they're like, this must have been Jesus, you know. The Lord is going to give you those sweet moments and those sweet nuggets to share with your kids. But the quality of those conversations come out of the very many conversations that you're going to have. And if we're not having the many conversations, we're not going to get the quality conversations. And they're going to have those quality conversations with someone. So here's some fun ideas that I just wanted to end our talk with this morning is um, on creativity and adventure. Um, We understand like our goal during that is to talk about the Lord, find things that point to Jesus, but a lot of um, people find it hard to come up with creative things right off the bat, and 
that's why I've made a little bit of a list and to encourage you to do a, a lot some of you may have to do a little bit more work in preparing to be spontaneous <laughs> you know and uh, <laughs> yes that's what Spencer was telling me is like not everyone is as spontaneous like that I'm like you're totally right so we always have like a blanket in the back of our car because if we're ever like oh pandemic let's just grab food we'll go to the park and sit and eat we've got a blanket in the back of the car so just trying to set yourself up to have um to be prepared to be spontaneous to go outside so I'm going to do the adventure side first because I've just started talking about that but go outside point at something green and talk about how God made it it is not hard that is a great way to start. Can you believe it is so cold right now? Why did God make the seasons hot, go like this all the way through? And, and why do you think that is? And just start asking them questions. Think about the sunrise. When was the first, last time that you actually took your kids or went out and saw like a sunrise? You know, I watch it with some coffee in my bed, looking out the window. Yeah, but, you know, once a month, get your kids up early. We're going out to this pasture. We're going to sit and watch the sunrise or sit and take time to view the awe of a sunset. And I'm just, I forgot to put this point in because I thought this was really funny because some people are just like, I'm going to do the adventure. We're going to do it. And book like, you know, a three-week family trek on the AT with like your dogs and your buddies and like all of your stuff. And it's like, don't do that necessarily. <laughs> but just think about ways that you can get your kids out and see creation and pointing them to the Lord because God has made all those things for his glory and even says in his word, you know, these are um, created for to bring me glory for you to see and for you to see someone outside of all of this has made this and God's fingerprints are on every single thing God is not in everything but his fingerprints are all over the world that he the creation and so we need to point those out to our kids and show them something is bigger than us something is in has control over all of these things the ocean stops at the, the shore on the beach what makes that happen you know just helping our kids see that God is outside of our understanding our comprehension and he loves them so much so uh, being able to do those together and then creativity um you just got to be proactive on that um one thing I would say is if you're going into like a you're thinking, oh, I need to spend some time to have a conversation with my kid. Don't pick something that's going to be distracting for you or you're frustrated because it didn't turn out the right way. Like this isn't the bedroom remodel type thing. This is more like, let's just grab something, stick something, glue something, sit here, paint something and talk that type of craft, you know. And so having your kids doing something, it's almost like they're getting tricked into conversation and they don't realize it. I love crafts. Um, then you've got like a game night, you know, board games, video game night with the family. We got one of those old school um, Super Mario Brothers from when Spence and I were in 
middle school and now our kids are better at it than I ever was, you know, but we would just sit there forever, just like talking and then no, yelling at each other. It was so fun just being able to spend time and build those um, shared experiences. You know, get some rocks, paint ladybugs, paint a rock. It's, it's really not the actual craft or actual thing that you're doing it's just the experience sharing things together um you know you could do a paper airplane competition with your sons me and Jed have done that and I'm not good at it and I'm not competitive at all so he wins every single one and he is the best of all things because I can't get riled up on stuff and so I just let him enjoy that he's beat me on everything because I'm like yes you're the best airplane flyer guy um but just trying to pray that God gives you just creative outlets specifically for your kids and and just enjoy them you know and I think the one takeaway I would like to just say um obviously take the sheet with you and add there's a little spot here for notes you can add to it or whatever but God has given you all these responsibilities but he's also given you connectivity with his spirit he's given you um, friends he's given you community he's given you so many tools to help aid you to be um, I guess like intentional with your kids and not to um just let it pass by and hope that they're going to get it later or pray that they'll go and get it later and obviously we want to pray that God gives our kids good accountability good roommates in college good teachers and that kind of thing but a lot of times I know for myself I I'm a pass the buck kind of person like it would be easier if fill in the blank um, instead of taking that responsibility up on my own shoulders and saying this is mine to do so I just wanted to encourage you with that that is um, such a beautiful responsibility and I know that we are able to through the Holy Spirit we're you know empowered to do that so that is about all I've got to say about that so do you guys have any questions yes Well, honestly, with my kids, it's not that I would just, I started with Alani, like at the beginning of, oh, because it, y'all, it feels so weird when you start talking like that. God made this and God made that. It's like you're kind of stuck on a VeggieTale video or something, but they don't remember. So you just practice, practice, practice. It's kind of like playing the piano at home when no one's listening you can make mistakes but as soon as you get you know you've got to make that practice before you're able to really be like oh that makes sense <laughs> I know for me that's how I had to do it no I'm, because they're you're setting um, a habit for yourself and I think you're also setting up um, expectations for them yeah that's a beautiful way mm-hmm <laughs> No. No, it's like, okay, so one thing that Spence was, we were discussing this, and he was like, you know, at Snowbird, 
how many of you have been here, been here actually as a camper or done any of the wreck or whatever? Okay, so when you go on the poopy pole or the three-man swing or whatever, we do not say, oh, this is just like flying towards Jesus as they're pulling you up, <laughs> you know? And then they're like, okay, now we're going to battle sin. Are you guys ready to pull that lever? We're going to do it. You know, we don't make those connections like that. It literally is quality time comes out of quantity time. And the more time you're spending with your kids laughing and doing funny things and you know, living on the edge or whatever, like becoming the camper, going on the wrecks. Um, it, it's just like, it's going to happen. Right. You're just making paper airplanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was, I had thought about sharing that, but I remember not everyone lives near a built tomb. <laughs> <laughs> But we actually live on the backside of property, and during the pandemic, we were like, oh, we got to do something fun for the resurrection, because Spence and I are sleepers. We do not do sunrise. We're like, we'll do the sunset situation, and so, but a lot of, of our friends here and close family friends, they'll get up and go do a sunrise service up on this mountain and all this, and we're like, we got to do something cool, because it's been a crazy year, so we came up with this little scavenger hunt and we ended up at my neighbor Miss Diane's house and we lit a candle and all this and then we ended up coming to the tomb up here at the prayer chapel it was really fun and then we got to read the the Jesus story there the resurrection it was awesome so just think about where do I want to end up with my kids on the scavenger hunt and then work backwards that's what we did also I googled all of my scavenger hunt things but Spencer wrote all of his, because he's way better at that. But I was like, I'm going to put mine in the egg carton. Scavenger hunt, riddle about an egg. <laughs> and I just copied it down. So work smarter, not harder on stuff like that. Does anyone else have any more, more questions? Okay, well, I'm here all weekend and all year and till eternity probably. So you're welcome to contact me to d talk about these things. Um, I do hope you enjoyed this breakout session. The next breakout session will begin at 3 p.m. in here. So, all right. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to give us a rating and review. And for more Snowbird content, check out our other podcast, No Sanity Required.